In this episode, we look at where things are at around the states and what it could mean for the National Farms Agreement this coming year. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Welcome to the Go News of Australia podcast. It's the podcast for Australian shooters. You just want the political interference taken out of shooting. So, welcome to another podcast from Gun News Australia, brought to you by Politics Reloaded. I'm here again with Sean Fraser. How are you doing, Sean? Hey, it's good, Neil. It's um, finally stopped raining in Queensland. I think it rained for three days here. Yeah, I do, I do feel for you. What's been happening there? It's been all over the news here too. This uh, episode, we're covering scuttlebutt. That is things we've basically what we're hearing around the traps uh, from the, the different states um, on to the creeping of, of the gun laws um, and also the national firearms agreement. Just at the moment where we are now, of course, anything could happen during the year. Uh, we can't necessarily predict that, but. Um, We'll do our best to cover that, and then if you, um, if anybody's got any comments or anything to add to it, just feel free to add to the chat. Now, this is being broadcast on Facebook and YouTube, as well as our audio version, which will come out in a few days. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you can engage in the chat with us. You can't do that if you're watching through Facebook. So if you want to join it, just go to the, to the description for the show, and you'll be able to join the program in the chat with the chat through YouTube. Plus, by joining us uh, through YouTube, you'll also get to see our videos when, they, when they're when posted online. So it's just a matter of hitting the notification button and make sure the bell is a dark cover, um, just so you get all the notifications. Now, a few days ago, we published the story about Paul Papalia in Western Australia, about his being caught out, basically, going against the advice of Western Australia police. Uh, well, police minister, no, he, uh, and the story did, you can imagine the story did very well. We had over 500, uh, this is on Facebook, over 500 reactions. We had, it was shared 220 times um, and there's 200 odd comments. So it's, it's a big story. And, you know, we're aiming for trying to get it into the mainstream media there, uh, which is proving to be a bit more difficult than we'd hope because uh, partly the time of year, but also it's interesting. I had one person provide a comment here on who I published, which I think is quite true. Uh, he asks, uh, so what's the next step, Neil? And then he says a few things. And he says, however, I doubt the non-shooting public are sympathetic. Most will probably see this as one more good reason to remove firearms from, from the community, whatever they think of Papali's motivations or methods, which I thought was, um, it's probably, I think it's hard to argue with that, as sad as it is. So that's what we're up against. Yeah, unfortunately, they got rid of their premier. They didn't get rid of their police minister. No, 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 no. He's um, it's sort of the cockroach that survives nuclear wars. And I'm going to get onto the Papalia name a little bit later on because it actually comes up again and again and again, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that shortly. Now, we also had uh, one person. The, it was actually the person who provided us with the source material for the, the articles who actually has now put a complaint into the WA Office of the Crime and Corruption Commission. He did that in in, uh, in January. And he details his, all his concerns. And he, his closing paragraph, I'll read it, because I think it's, 
very well written and uh, quite telling. Members of the public are evidently now subject to a greater risk of crime as a result of the minister's disclosure. The minister's acts may constitute or involve a breach of trust placed in the minister by reason of his office. His disclosure may involve the misuse of official information he acquired in connection with his, his functions as a police minister. His conduct in these regards may constitute misconduct pursuant to Section 4 of the WA uh, Corruption, Crime and Misconduct Act. So he's got that going and uh, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. We can only try. We need a, um, a WA media outlet to pick up on it. That would be very much the platform we need to get our story out there. Been working on it. I've been disappointed with the response, but there is at least one senior journo who uh, is actually on leave this week, and he's um, indicated he wants to talk to me about having a plan for this next week. So don't know if it's an empty promise. I don't know if it's actually going to come to fruition, but we've got another media release which we're going to be putting out next week when everybody's back anyway, uh, which is going to capture some of the later information. And you might remember that the if you've been watching the article, we actually updated it so that it, um, it now picks up more information that we received after the article was first published about how the police have said that this creates a, a risk of home invasion, theft and firearm offences occurring. I mean, they're, they're pretty blunt. I don't know what more that they, they can say yeah. to try to put a noose around the neck of uh, Papalia. There's already been one home invasion that we that you posted the link to. Sorry, there's been one? Yeah, there was already one home invasion article which you posted that link. I think it was posted on the link. Yeah, that was raised by a member, one of the national uh, party. Yeah. The um, um, Crime Commi- Commission, I'll just, just, I'll just keep going. The Crime Commission is a familiar path for the Papalia name. Kim Papalia is Paul Papalia's brother. Kim was the Road Safety Commissioner for a bit under two years in WA. And he's been the subject, he was the subject of a subject of a Crime Commission report after. As a commissioner, the safety commissioner, he actually gave a one and a half million dollar sponsorship deal to the Western Force, which is a rugby team, just 24 hours before the rich for the 2018 state election was issued. But at the same time, the government, I, think, I don't know if it's before or after the election, but it might have been after the election, the government actually initiated an inquiry into it. And he tried to seek an injunction against a government inquiry whilst also being a public servant. Mm. Now, that's Papalia number two. There's Papalia number three. Adam Papalia is a sports broadcaster for 6PR. Now, I don't know if he's a, I don't know, he's a young bloke, so I don't know who he might be son of, whether son of Kim or son of Paul. But clearly something's happening in WA where the Papalias are taking over. The topic... Tonight actually is, as I indicated, this is really just a soft start to the year. We're going to be bringing, I guess, more targeted broadcasts as the year goes on. Obviously, with more stories to actually really uh, get stuck into, and we're going to be doing this regularly, ideally every week at the same time. So if you get bored on a Friday night watching the rugby or whatever, then uh, you'll be able to come here instead. So let's start with some scuttlebutt. This really is just things that we've been picking up, some noise that we've been picking up around the place. Can't really uh, vouch for its authenticity. We do try to filter out stuff that just isn't, hasn't got legs. But there's been, every state's got something, well, most states have got something. 
Now, I'll leave Western Australia to last because we know what the problems there are, but there's a couple other that relate specifically to the National Farms Agreement, which I also want to get onto. Yeah, and Northern Territory has gone the, um, the banning interstate shooters from buying, even with licences, from buying ammunition when they, they travel up there, which is the most ridiculous restriction I've ever heard. I mean, Western Australia is out there, and sorry, Gary, you're, you're in Western Australia, but Northern Territory is trying to outdo Western Australia and the ridiculous stakes not being able to buy ammunition when you've got a license. That's just stupid. Kate Warden, uh, a few weeks ago, in um, Northern Territory Parliament says there was work being done uh, in her office, but also at national level following the Queensland shooting uh, from, I think it was last year, whenever it was, the two the two offices. But Northern Territory is clearly doing something that's, um, you know, perhaps out of the blue because Northern Territory is otherwise actually a very pro-friendly you know, a friendly state when it comes to, to shooting on, and also coming up like Queensland to, a, to an election this uh, this year. Hey fellow shooters, we just wanted to thank you for your support for Gun News Australia. If you're enjoying the show and want to help us continue with great podcasts, why not consider a donation or become a subscriber? You can do both at politicsreloaded.com. The states are doing their own thing, and this is dangerous. It's, you know, when you're supposed to have a national yeah. firearms agreement, um, I refer to it as the national firearms disagreement because, um, you know, no one's sticking to it. So with Tasmania, I keep hearing, and this is not just now, this is going back over the last few years, there's a public servant that runs the registry there. And most roads seem to leave, uh, lead back to him. There's talk of a rewrite uh, of the Firearms Act in, in Tasmania. Uh, and the police commissioner, again, like we've heard from other states, is somebody who just wants to tighten gun laws for whatever reason. I don't know what his narrative is because I don't think he's come out publicly with it. The Tasmania police are very keen for a national registry, and as uh, one shooter said, it actually would help them because they, they I think they still have a paper-based system. Uh, at least have an electronic uh, database would be good. But, of course, the question is, what is a national registry? Is it simply about tracking the firearms, which is what CIFA want? Or is it actually vacuuming up actual licensing, uh, either information or the licensing of shooters, ultimately, which we don't know. And we've spoken about this before. So Melissa's joined us. Melissa Moyle has joined us. The other thing about Tasmania, you might remember that they, a few, two or three years ago, they actually, we locked horns with them on the fact that they had banned shooting activities for school groups organised school uh, school shooting events, which happen pretty much everywhere else. And I know in Victoria there's been um, uh, there's a lot of activity that involves particularly field and game with, with school programs. In, T- in Tasmania, they went the opposite direction. And their premier at the time was Peter Goodwin, who was had previously been a patron of, of a shooting club. So kind of sad to, to see that happen in Tasmania. So we'll look at the moment. We're not hearing a lot about Tasmania uh, out in the you know, the various forums, but we certainly have heard some things about them. You know, the ways we've just got to keep an eye on, on what happens there. New South Wales, they're still giving holders of DVA cards a hard time. Now, one shooter who I've been corresponding with has just got his license back after, because what they've done, mm-hmm. the police used to invite people to get a concession if you're a DVA, a Department of Veteran Affairs card holder. I think it was free license or it was certainly a big concession. 
the, they've changed the question now. So the question isn't, do you want a concession? It's actually, do you have a card, full stop? So you have to answer the question, even if you weren't going to claim a concession, if you've got a card. And, and he had to answer it honestly. He did. And then he started having a fight with the registry to get his license back. So he, he actually decided to go off Facebook for a couple of years while he was fighting the um, the registry. And But he's fighting one, but it just shows that, yeah, all's, all's not well in, in New South Wales. So yeah. with um, South Australia, I haven't got anything there. I haven't got anything for, I mean, we'll talk about WA in a minute, but Queensland, I don't think there was much coming our way from Queensland, was there? No, we've got no news for Queensland until um, really the new Premier needs to sort of, he has no position on firearms yet because we haven't heard anything from him. I mean, the only thing he's been talking about for the last, since he got yeah. elected was was the um, floods. So he, he's only... He's had a few media conferences, but it's all been about the floods in Queensland. So we've had no, we've heard no policies on him. So we don't know whether he's going to be Palaszczuk Mark II or he's going to have his own policies. He has got his own new cabinet now. So that's, that's, that could be a good thing. There was rumours uh, which Shooters Union stamped on about two months ago about Queensland following Western Australia's rewriting of the the, um, um, NFA lead, but we don't think that's going ahead. And the police minister, the Queensland police minister, has denied that because Shooters Union, Graham from the Shooters Union, wrote to them and said, what's going on? We're hearing all these rumours about Queensland rewriting the NFA and is this true? And and the, the police minister has denied that. Also, senior public servants involved said that there was just a, we don't we're not sure how those rumours started, but Everyone's denying that. So no news is good news at the time yeah. with Queensland. Yeah, and as I keep saying, we've got Northern Territory and Queensland going to the polls this this year. And what's interesting in Northern Territory is that the leader of the opposition, Gerard Maley, is quite a shooter himself. I mean, culturally, it's, it's, it's a, shooting is, is a much different thing up there they just don't have the problem so i don't even know why warden bought into this i don't know sure i can't understand why they might want to respond to the police shooting um, in queensland but why would they bother with anything else especially when as i said you've got different states doing different things you've got dba cars in new south wales you've got ammo in northern territory you've got other registry issues in tasmania and of course we have to talk about western australia which um, yeah. i'm not going to spend too much time because i think we all know that yeah, there's a rewrite there, and it's um, no, it's looking, not looking good. The mental health checks is being proposed. Haven't heard anything about the timing of that, but obviously we're going to be right on top of that when it does um, does come. I'm going to use that as a bit of a segue to talk also about the, the NFA National Firearms Agreement, and I think Western Australia is is a shining example of where they are not compliant with the National Firearms Agreement now, and they're looking to rewrite the Act to become even more even more non-compliant, which is why I call it National Farm Disagreement. And the three things I've written down here as, as clear examples, what one is actually universal, and that's appearance laws. It's not happening just in WA. We're reclassifying firearms. Yeah, appearance laws are appearance laws are big in New South Wales as well. New South Wales has been probably the, the biggest problem outside Western Australia. I mean, you've the Berica Ops, you know, with a folding stock, you know, they... Had a go at that, then I think they decided even the pin stocks. They, I think for a while that they were looking at, uh, at taking them off the, off the shelf. 
But New South Wales features highly on appearance laws. Victoria had a big list of, of guns not long ago, which were all reclassified. You had, you know, the Ruger PC Charger, which we ran cases on a while ago, which, you know, just to make the point that, in fact, these are very arbitrary decisions. I mean, the whole, as you know, the whole thing about appearance is, is cosmetic, which is an absolutely ridiculous thing for foreign policy. And uh, because there's no guidance under the National Firearms Agreement, it means we... There's no control. There's no control on the direction that our registries will take. You've got the ridiculous thing in New, in New South Wales where you've got you've got you can't even have a folding stock, an adjustable stock in New South Wales. You can have the exact same gun in all states, but in New South Wales, the stock has got to be pinned because for some reason it's more dangerous if it can be shrunk by two or three inches than than any other state. In Australia, it's ridiculous. That's if that's if the um, gun is even allowed in New South Wales because all their appearance laws. I mean, where's uniformity in that? No, none. The second thing identified under the NFA issues is actually it's kind of reversed because states do it, but the NFA doesn't allow it, and that's licenses for juniors. Now we're talking here about license to use a firearm, not a you know, the, the right to own a firearm. We're talking here just simply usage. So obviously states have permits or licenses to allow people under 18 to engage in hunting, target shooting, whatever it is. And that's actually not allowed under the National Firearms Agreement. So you've actually got the National Firearms Agreement, which knocks out pretty much what the states are doing. And if you take it, whilst you might say, well, that's a dangerous thing to say, well, my, my response is, well, hang on, you've got half the olympic shooting team that represents australia took up the sport as juniors you had russell mark who was a national champion at 16. so tell me how the national firearms agreement is at that part of it it has anything to do with public interest yeah none not at all no This episode of Gun News Australia is brought to you by Politics Reloaded. Make sure you follow our podcast or simply join our email list at politicsreloaded.com. Yeah. And, and look, another one I've identified here, and it's more to do with that administrative thing, is license fees. I've drawn attention to the past, the fact that if you want to transfer a firearm from one person to another in Victoria, it was it was under what the price is now. It was $9.20. Uh, might have gone up because of CPI during the year, but that sort of cost was doing exactly the same thing in Western Australia was $267. And when you transfer a firearm in Western Australia, you also have to get a serviceability certificate, which is about $25, which means you take it to a firearms dealer. They say, yes, this thing works and you pay them 25 bucks. It's not required. It's not, there's no mention under the NFA. So there's a whole lot of things, from licences to, to what they want to ban to how much they charge, that uh, it's just a complete, it's just all over the place. And that's the NFA for you. My, my view is that the NFA is now 27, 28 years old, and they're going to try to rewrite it. Well, you know, they're going to say it's old, it has to be re reviewed because it's old. But what are they going to do? How on earth are they going to capture those issues and deal with them? Unless they engage the shooting community, because their first attempt didn't do that. No, they don't. They don't even believe in engaging. No, they don't. Uh, and well, okay, you've got um, 
Paul saying uh, that if we were given AR-15s, uh, that we'd be we have a world of peace. And I think that's another argument too that we don't obviously don't have the self the same arguments in the in Australia as they have in the US. But what arguments do we have here? The, the government doesn't have any. We're not allowed to have ones ourselves. So we have to, I think, use political force to actually try to put some of this stuff on the table. And unfortunately, the previous attempts to do that haven't actually worked. So. In terms of the NFA, I don't know what else there is to to highlight. Um, obviously, how do we deal with it is a big question. Well, I think until we get clarity in terms of what sort of review would be coming up and when, it's kind of hard to second guess that. So anybody else got anything on the NFA? Because otherwise I might move on. Okay, I'll move on. Um, a few days ago, and by the way, we can come back to this if, if you want to chime up in the, in the chat. But a few days ago, we posted a interview with the Muckadilla Rifle Club. Now, Muckadilla is in Queensland, and this is a, a four-ball club that um, was actually almost extinct. They they ran down to did two members, and now they're up at about 30. And that's because they created a new division that actually brought in roo shooters from the area who actually decided that, hey, they, like, they came along and tried and they, 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 they like target shooting and took it up. So that was actually something that um, was very interesting to hear and it's in the interview. And if you want to hear the interview, just go to our website, politicsreloaded.com and go to podcasts and, and you'll find that, find that there. But that's the sort of attitude. I, you know, look, if we can see more of that in, in clubs around around the traps, that'd be, that'd be great. And I'm more than happy to publicise it too because we, as I said, we need to hear more of this. I don't know if I've got much else for today. We, it looks like these episodes are going to be around the half hour mark. At, um, at, you know, half hour to, to an hour. We were running for about half an hour today. So if you've got any more, Sean. Oh, I think we're buffering again. Um, but look, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gun News Australia. Make sure you follow us on the website. And you can support the show by becoming a subscriber or donating through the website at politicsreloaded.com so if you've got something else for us for the show just let us know and we'll um we'll take it from there so thank you for that and uh, we'll see you later thanks Neil. make sure you subscribe to this podcast and that you're on our email list and don't forget to check the episode notes because that's where you'll find out how you can support us. Plus, let us know if you want something promoted on the podcast. Maybe you've got a shoot coming up that you want to promote. Just let us know. We'll see you at our next episode of Gun News Australia, brought to you by Politics Reload.